Hello and welcome to episode 84 of the Horror Stands podcast. Hi, I'm Matt. Hey, this is Steve. And today we have 1985's Return of the Living Dead. We sure do. Is this our first zombie movie? Yes. It might be. Question mark? (laughs) (laughs) Um, But we have a very special guest with us. We have Dustin from the Flicks and Friends podcast. How you doing? I'm here to party. Let's party. (laughs) Do you want to party? Oh, I'm ready. That's a bop. That's got to be on Spotify, right? Oh, Oh, yeah. 45 Grave. It's a banger. Yeah. See, there you go. Iconic soundtrack. Yeah. So thank you for coming on, by the way. We were on your show to talk about my favorite franchise, Scream. So it's great to have you here. Oh, of course, man. I appreciate you guys asking me to come on to this uh, uh, cold classic, one would say, because this movie's a fucking classic. Oh, absolutely. Like, this is one of my favorite horror movies of all time, and it's my favorite zombie movie of all time. Like, I was obsessed with this movie as a kid, too, and mm-hmm. and, and part two, even though, you know, it's not quite up to par with this movie. You know, when you're yeah. a kid, like, you're less... Um, pretentious i guess you know i'm just like oh cool zombies um but yeah i think this movie is a banger like you said it's absolutely a cult classic written and directed by dan o'bannon who wrote a little sci-fi horror movie called alien so and i think he also co-wrote total recall too another classic so like the pedigree here is pretty good yeah he was actually uh second in line for this movie though they uh, originally had Toby Hooper like lined up to be the director for this movie, and Toby Hooper uh, oh. had to go and do something over in uh, Europe. So with him bailing, like that's where they got Dan O'Bannon. Yeah, because I think yeah, this was Dan's first directorial film, and he mm-hmm. did a great job. I think this movie's really well directed and written and acted and paced. Like everything's working for me in this movie. But Matthew, what did you think about this? This goes off. Quite a bit, and I didn't expect it. I didn't know. I didn't know much about like this franchise at all, mm-hmm. so I didn't. know. And this really isn't connected with Night and the Living Dead. I mean, if you've seen it, that's name dropped. Yeah, but it's not really in the same universe, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah, it's it's almost like they drop some lore. Like they tell us, it's like a, a campfire story is what this uh, what this kid Freddy gets told about the zombies resurrecting. You know, like the shit's actually real. It's not like. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just that he he's really just trying to spook him, you know? And I love that, though. Like, I love the, the meta-ness. Like, it seems like... Oh, yeah. For 1985, especially, like, it's pretty fucking cool, yeah. you know, to be like, oh, you know, that really happened, you know? Mm-hmm. But, yeah, like, do you... Dustin, do you remember, like, did you grow up watching this movie, or was it more of a recent thing? Oh, no, I grew up with this thing, man. Like, I mean, what attracted me the most was the cover of the movie. Um, you know, you see it, you're, it's punk rock, it's zombies, uh, Linnea Quigley's in it, you know, uh, doing her thing. Always has her tits out. (laughs) Always. Always. (laughs) (laughs) But, but no, this was, um, I, I prefer this one to be honest over Night of the Living Dead because same because of its meta-ness, because of the camp, because of what it sets up for the zombie genre itself. Uh, but I want to know, like, Matt, was this your first watch of this? Oh, yeah. Just watched oh, it yesterday. My. <laughs> Dude, you, uh, how, I, I need to hear more about from you is what I want. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I, I totally, you know, they, they, uh, they have a comment like, oh, it's, it's not like it was in the movies or something like that. You know? The, oh, yeah. Like, why the, isn't it working, hitting the, the zombie brain. in the brain? Yeah. It worked in the yeah. movie. Yeah. <laughs> No, that that was great, and then just the the eighties feel and look. I mean, obviously you get it from our our group there. That it just screams eighties. Mm-hmm. It's so eighties, gloriously eighties. And then all the, like the zombies just actually like coordinating, like setting just, booby traps. Yeah, exactly. It's just so much. Like <laughs> these aren't regular zombies. No, <laughs> and then yeah, of course you know uh, what's her face is naked half the movie. Linnea Quigley, yeah. Yeah, so Linnea, she's like um, like a scream queen, but like a B-movie scream queen. Like, I think I mentioned her like in Night of the Demons where she puts the lipstick tube in her boobie. Okay. Um, 
Yeah. Uh, like and she's she's always naked, but she's great. I love I love her as trash in this movie. <laughs> and just yeah, the cast is I think all the actors do a great job. Like the fact that this is like a horror comedy, which isn't easy to do, but it blends it so perfectly. You know, it's not too much of either one. Mm-hmm. It's good times. Oh yeah. Like the the cast is the cast is great. Like Miguel Nunez Jr., you know, he's he's funny in almost anything he's in. And Friday Five. Oh, I was he, I was gonna bring up. He, that's my favorite one, he, dude. Roy is my favorite. <laughs> okay, I I I don't. That's not one of my favorite ones. But his scene. So there's the scene in Friday Five. You'll forget this, Matt. It's not that important. But like he's taking a shit, and like well, he's, well, he's, he's he's setting setting the mood first. Like him and his girl about to you know uh, go ten toes to Jesus, and then all of a sudden the enchiladas hit. Yeah, he's talking about how he <laughs> ate all these enchiladas. How romantic. And then, of course, you know, he gets killed. Um. Mm. Yeah, but uh, the, he's not the only Friday Five actor in this movie. Uh, you have uh, Mark Suicide, Vin- right? Yeah, he's in he's in Friday Five as well. And that was the same year as this, I think. I think um, that came out, right? 85? Yeah, they have both were 85, I feel. Man, that guy was busy. <laughs> yeah. But he has more hair in Friday Five, you know, and less chains. <laughs> Yeah, but, like, this movie got good reviews, too. It has a 91% on Rotten Tomatoes. And it's kind of funny to me because Day of the Dead was released the same year. And I think, you know, the tide has kind of turned on that. Now people love it. But at the time, I don't think the reception was very good to Day of the Dead. And it was better for this movie. Well, that was the whole thing is, like, between like this movie and the Romero stuff. Like, this was uh, Joe Russo. And... There was a whole legal battle between him and George A. Romero because of the word of the living dead. But like that title was, you know, they split it because they both wrote and directed Night of the Living Dead, you know. And there were legal battles all the way up until this movie actually started filming um, because of that. And then, you know, they squashed that shit out of court and, you know, some someone got paid to where we uh, now have this banger of a movie. So, okay, so George Romero, he got Of the Living Dead, like, that's the rights he got, right? I think just the, the, the title, it's, I would assume, because, you know, you can't own the word, word, you know, I feel like. Right. But I, I think he, he, he owned the phrase Of the Living Dead, uh, and then whatever word they put in front of, that's why the return of, I guess, was okay. You know, because it wasn't technically a sequel and or had anything to do with George Romero's work. Okay, and this is completely random, but I need your opinion, Dustin. What do you prefer, the original Night of the Living Dead or the Tom Savini remake? Uh, Tom Savini's. Same, just because yeah. of how much they improved Barbara and uh-huh. made, her, made her a badass. And Tony, is Tony Todd in that one? Yeah, icon Tony Todd, who makes everything better. Yeah, maybe we should have you on for that one whenever we do it, too. Oh, hell yeah, I'm down that for that, That would be too. a fun one. <laughs> New zombie special We're only going to have you on for zombie movies. <laughs> yeah, Sorry. right? And you'll only be on my show for all the Scream stuff we do. How about that? But that works for me. <laughs> Fair trade. But yeah, like, getting into this movie, like, even from the opening when we have the thing that says the events portrayed in this film all happened, the names are real, like... Seemed, seemed real to me. It's it's a cover up for sure. Like it's a yeah. This didn't happen. You know. <laughs> I think this happened. Okay. I believe it. Like I, I'll be honest though. This movie did kind of scare me a bit when I was a kid. Maybe this kind of helped. Like how they're setting this up is real, even though the movie gets pretty ridiculous. And mm-hmm. there's some other things which I'll get into. But like we, even like the when the the dates come out uh, up in the time and all that, you know, I'm shit's just, serious. And you I'm see like, that. shit, maybe this really did happen. I was thinking, you know, <laughs> this was just last year. But you, you never know. <laughs> you never know. at the end. But we open up on this. Um, I guess it's a medical supply warehouse. You need a sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I thought it was pretty neat, like, having the setting there because of all the events that happen. Like, it revolves around reanimating, and 90% of what is in that warehouse is a dead product, you know? And I thought that was just really smart, like, the half dogs and, you know, the old boy hanging in the the cooler and... The butterflies. The butterflies, yeah. Like, I thought that was a really... It's really, really clever. 
the butterflies were such a great touch. Yeah, just a little, oh, little yeah. thing they added little in. Little things. You know? And so we have James Karen, like, what's his character's name? Um, Is it Frank? <laughs> I've seen this 500 times. I just call him Ernie. James Karen usually. Oh, I'm, that's the wrong person. Uh, yeah, James Bert. Karen was Frank. I love how we have a Bert and Ernie in this movie, though. Like, that was, that was intentional. <laughs> Very progressive. <laughs> they knew what they were doing. <laughs> Um, yeah, like James Karen, I'm sorry. He's giving like 120% in this movie. Like oh, yeah. this movie wouldn't be the same without him. Like he's, he's going for it. He's so funny. Yeah. He's sitting there just like poking, uh, Freddie, which is the new hire. Like he's just, he's, he's setting him up for punchlines every chance he gets just like be, being like the old uncle guy. You know what I mean? Like just trying to get a rile out of this new hire thinking he's doing shit wrong when really he's spreading foam peanuts around yeah and some of the dialogue <laughs> is so funny too like when he's like they're talking about how all the skeletons have perfect teeth and he's like they all come from <laughs> india and freddie's like why he's like how the hell should i know you know like, <laughs> yeah there's a skeleton farm in india <laughs> <laughs> and freddie's played by tom matthews like who would go on Tom's easier like, for me to say. I'll just call him Freddy. I'll just call like, him to- Tommy Jarvis because that's who he they, they, would go on to play. There you go, yeah. Jason Lives, Friday 13th Part 6, iconic. Um, it's almost like Steven with a PH. The f- Steven. <laughs> oh, oh, fuck off. That's how my. Oh. That's how. That's the spelling of my name. And I oh. har- harass my mom about it all the time. You're PH, Steven? You didn't know that? No, because every time it's just Steve, I see. <laughs> every, like, everywhere. He's, but work. It, he's not going to abbreviate his name with a PH. S-T-E-P-H-E. It'll always piss me off that my name isn't with a V. Like, oh. Uh, but that's for, you know, my therapist, I guess. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I don't know much about corpses, but I feel like suspending one from its head is not how you would suspend a corpse. I mean, it looks But cool. it makes for a cool image. Oh, yeah, it's Matthew. great. <laughs> yeah. I feel like its head was just rip off. Uh, it depends on how fresh it is, to be honest. Like, if it's a, if it's a fair, fairly fresh, I, I don't think it would. No, stay attached pretty well. These are cold I think, corpses. I think it would hold it. How dare you say oh, this yeah. movie's unrealistic? <laughs> of course. <laughs> they is, told us it was real in the beginning. That's right. Yeah, this is based on real events. Yes. <laughs> Oh, man. And then the whole lead up to this thing, man, where they're like, um, where Frank goes to Freddy and he's like, you know, that one movie, Night uh, Night of the Living Dead. That scene is so good. Oh, no, like just how the camera's pushing in. Like, mm-hmm. you kind of get sucked into the story, right? And yeah. then the phone rings for like a yeah, little the, jump scare. The tension's building. Yeah. And then Freddy ends up fucking up half his desk. And then, uh, you know, they, he goes, you know, you want to see the, you want to see it? It's real. And he takes him downstairs, dude. And he fucking slaps that tub like a used car salesman. <laughs> the, this He's baby like, right here. And he smacks that shit. And then, well, they shouldn't have yeah, been I standing there. Yeah, like, He's like, there's, there's no breaking this thing. And yeah. then it breaks. Like, Military yeah. engineers. <laughs> right. <laughs> dude. Yeah. Then we get the badass title card, man. I love that font. I love just that graphic of. The title. It, it's pretty It's pretty oh. iconic. So this scared me as a kid. I don't know. There's something about this theme music that I always found very creepy. Mm-hmm. But I think it's great and underrated. Like, this whole opening credits is so good. Yeah. For me, man, like, now, uh, I, feel, I feel like Tim Burton got a lot of his inspiration from the score of this movie. Because a lot of this stuff has, like, what we would call Tim Burton-esque... Um, music now like a lot of like when they're looking at the incinerator i instantly thought of fucking peewee's big adventure like every time i would hear like the music play so if it wasn't like a uh an actual licensed song you know so i, I see what you're saying no i get those tim Ver- revised for sure mm-hmm. like back when tim was good uh no <laughs> shade uh, yeah. um, but who, who knows maybe beetlejuice 2 will go off we'll see uh, i'm gonna hard pass on that shit <laughs> Allegedly, they're trying to do all practical effects. So we'll see. The last Tim Burton movie I liked was Mars Attacks. I'll have to agree with that. I wasn't a a Sleepy Hollow fan. I said what I said. Great cinematography, but that's it for me. I like the story of Ichabod Crane. I don't like that movie at all. (laughs) I'm glad somebody finally agrees with me. Yes, you're not Um, on the boat by yourself. (laughs) (laughs) But I love how we have our... I guess they're not teens. How old do you think? Like 20? 
20-ish. 20-ish. Early 20s. They're they're, they're 30-year-old teenagers. No, no, but like, I just remember even when I was younger, I'm like, this is kind of a diverse cast. Like, you have like Trash and Suicide. They're very punk rock, right? Mm -hmm. And then you have Tina. She's kind of like the good girl that they're hanging out with and like... Her boyfriend, Freddie, seems to be, like, has his toe dipped into punk rock, maybe, because he's got an earring. I don't know. Uh, (laughs) But it just seems like, I was like, it's it's cool that they're all hanging out, and they're not, you wouldn't think they would all hang out together. I don't know. Yeah, it's a ragtag group of kids. And I like all these characters. I mean, Suicide's kind of, you know, he could calm down a bit. But, like, (laughs) I I wouldn't mind partying with them, you know? (laughs) I just took the I took this group as like uh, let's just shove eighties in everyone's face as much as possible. But are we mad at that? No, not at all. <laughs> no, t- uh, what the goody the goody good one is Tina. Tina, yeah. She mm-hmm. instantly reminded me of the Pink Ranger. Like you look at her outfit. Oh, yes, I got that. Like oh, she's okay. just she's just Kimberly. I did have a big crush on Tina as a kid before I realized things. I had a big crush on her and Brenda, played by Suzanne Snyder, who's aging amazingly from Part Two. Um, and, but not Amy Joe. No, you know, she was, you know, that's probably why I like Tina because she reminded me of Amy. Joe. There we go. Okay. Mm. But yeah, it's also hilarious that of course the cemetery is called resurrection cemetery. Yeah. I see what they did there. <laughs> Subtle. <laughs> I'm not sitting here for two hours. Let's go fuck around in that cemetery then. And, okay. And tra- <laughs> yeah. Tra- trash of course is like, Oh, let's do that. She's let's excited. Fucking, let's fucking go. <laughs> I love how they carry around the the giant ass boombox too. Like oh that, yeah, that's that kid. That's that kid's job. Like that's <laughs> yeah. his job. He's he's in the group. That's what he does. You know, because he's he is the one of all of them that doesn't fit in. Like everyone has like a like Steve was saying, they all are dipping their toes in. But he's like the the one that's trying to initiate himself into the group. He mm. reminds me of Tom Cruise a lot. Like he looks like Tom Cruise, um, and he just wants to bang that girl in the blue the whole movie, and she's oh. not here for it. And what's funny is that girl that plays Casey. I forget her name. It's um, uh, what the fuck's her name? Jewel Shepherd. Mm, yes, she, yes. Do you know how Dan O'Bannon like cast it? Like where he found her and casted her? Uh, I probably know it, but I forgot. She was a stripper. Oh, that's right. (laughs) Yeah, and he found her in the strip club, and he goes, you're going to wear as much clothes as possible in this movie, okay? (laughs) Aw, that's nice. (laughs) (laughs) He he just made Linnea Quigley get naked. (laughs) He's like, we already have one girl to show her tits the whole movie, so you're good. You're off the hook. (laughs) Yeah, put put those away, ma'am. So we have this one corpse, too, like running around, like he'll... He looks like Bart Simpson. Like, he's so yellow. Oh, God, dude. He's like the yellow bastard from Sin City. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> man. Ass cheeks. He's all caked up, dude. And he's just running around naked as hell. But, yeah, going back to the nudity, though, we have we had trash to, you know, just stripping. You and, prob- like, dancing and, <laughs> and, and like, being very suggestive in, in the uh, graveyard. But I love, like, how – I mean, of course, all the guys are into it, you know, it, but – the rest of the movie, nobody cares. I think even us, like, you forget about it because she's just naked the whole time. Like, oh, mm-hmm. it's like classic trash. Trash being <laughs> trash. Dude, they're like, oh, looks like trash is getting naked again. What do you think? <laughs> Su- suicide gets tired of it. Yeah, he's not here for it. He just wants to be taken seriously. Like, yeah. Do you think that my outfit is a costume? No, it's a way of life. <laughs> that he's just... fucking, that chain that he has from his lip to his ear band. It's fucking good. So, yeah, I don't understand that. Like, is that hooked in his mouth? Is that a piercing in his lip? It's, uh, I mean, there was a whole phase, like, in the in the 90s, I guess, where people would do that. I'm sure it happened in the 80s because they're wearing it. But it's just uh, he had an earring and a lip ring and then something that attached to both of them. Yo, let's bring that back. There it, it just is, seems yeah. like an, an accident waiting to happen to me. Oh, dude, yike. Yeah, hook that on the wrong fucking thing. Watch what happens. Uh, but we also have, I think his name, the actor's name is Clue Gallagher, who, like, I don't, maybe like a kind of famous uh, character actor. Like, he was in Nightmare 2 as the father. And, like, I don't know, when I was watching this movie um, last night, I was like, he's giving a really great performance. <laughs> like, he's, like, taking it seriously, which kind of, I don't know. Like, it kind of offsets the more, like silly performances for me like i don't know i just think all the cast is like bringing it in this movie 
Yeah, I think it's a good balance. I mean, it's his business that, like, you know, is in jeopardy. So he he has to be the straight man out of, uh, I guess, the whole movie because no one else right. is. Right. And, like, I, I also find, like, the three of them in the warehouse likable because, like, even though, like, he's trying to kind of cover up what's going on, like, as soon as Freddie and uh, James Karen, I'll just call him, like, he's like, they're like, we don't feel good. Like, we feel like shit. He's like, all right, let's get you to the hospital. Like, I feel like a lesser movie would just make him an asshole who would be like, all right, no, you guys aren't going to the hospital because yeah. this is my business. Like, everybody's fairly likable in this movie, which I like. But we also have, um, what, what would you call him? A, mortician? A bomber? Is it, um, yeah, a, a mortician, yeah. Ernie? Is this Ernie or Bert? This is Ernie? Ernie, That's Ernie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ernie, how do I look? With your eyes, Bert. <laughs> <laughs> I like Ernie. He didn't deserve this. He's just having a good night. So, like, he's a Nazi, though. I think they, in the original script, he was, like, I think they pulled it back in the movie. You can't really tell. Yeah. So I'm glad they did because he yeah. is likable. Yeah, I don't think I needed that. <laughs> we don't need him being a, a Nazi, so yeah. that's fine. Um, I mean, the 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 pistol he uses is a little sus. Yeah, as soon yeah. as, like, the Clue Gallagher comes in, he, like, just oh. tries to shoot him. Like. <laughs> Well, he fucking scared. Like he's burning, he's blasting his, uh, you know, his RCA tape deck, and uh, who knows what the fuck he's listening to. And like he, uh, Clue Gallagher, like announces himself like three times. Right. So that's, that's, that's all. That's all on Ernie, man. But he was also, you know, keep that motherfucking thing on him. Ernie's a real one though for helping him out. You see, you see that jogging suit. Why wouldn't you think he'd have something on him? Yeah, I like though when he's like. You know, you can't burn these things because they say it's rabid weasels, I think, mm-hmm. in the bag. He's like, no, no, l- l- let me shoot them first. You know? Yeah. He's trying to be a decent human being saying, let me just put them out of their misery. And he goes, well, no. Oh, no. OK. But I forgot to talk about this. But speaking of animals, the split dog upsets me every time. That was sad. I didn't need to, I didn't need to like see like the, the whimpering killed. When, yeah. it start, when they start hitting him with the crutches. Yeah. yeah. But again, that just it. it it, it, it helps the story because, like I said, I love the fact that they're in this warehouse of recently deceased something and everything's reanimated. I thought that was really neat, you know, and the animatronic's really cool and uh, the puppeteering for it's really nice. So, but I see yeah, what you're I, saying too. Yeah, keep keep the cruelty out of it, but just put it back yeah. on the shelf. It can't go nowhere. <laughs> right. So I guess my main flaw going into this was expecting normal zombie logic like they did in the movie. Where you like hit it, kill it, in the, or like attack its brain, it's going to go down, which mm-hmm. obviously doesn't happen. So I was not expecting that at all. Like all the webs still moving. Like it makes it like I mean, this isn't like a scary movie, but no. it makes it more intense because like the it's not that easy to kill them, you know. Yeah. And they're running. Although I did look it up, I w- I was questioning. I'm like, is this the first movie to have running zombies? I, apparently, there's a movie from I think 1981 called. Is it Nightmare City or something like that? They had running zombies, so, mm. you know, I'll have to check that one out. I think it's on Shudder. I think I started to watch it, but then I gave up. But <laughs> <laughs> but this is the first one where they uh, crave brains. Oh, really? Yeah. The influence this movie had on film. Really, though. <laughs> Who would have thought? <laughs> yeah. But I even, like, you know, the the scene where Tina's walking from the the graveyard like over just like the quiet and we get like these wide shots of her walking i don't know like there, there's like little spooky moments that they didn't have to do that i appreciate and like i said just the, the balance between horror and comedy and not choosing to go completely one way or the other because it's such a hard balance to do and we've seen many movies fail at it mm-hmm. um like dan o'bannon brilliant guy brilliant guy yeah and then uh they end up uh revealing what's in these fucking garbage bags and so they incinerate them which i thought was, it was pretty neat he goes well uh the heart is the the toughest organ to you know burn because of how fucking muscly it is and he goes well we don't need that he goes well i'll just turn up the heat and he goes well what about bones i'll just turn up the heat and he goes well what about the ashes and he goes i'll just turn up the fucking heat <laughs> <laughs> they want Dude, everything it, gone man and then that's what sets the like the doom because like the the you know the fucking smoke of the uh the burnt body 
I don't think smoke could like cause rain to happen, but I'm so here for this. I think it's so cool. I think it just happened to rain. Or do you think it just happened I'm, to rain? Yeah. Okay. I but guess yeah. just, it makes it, more just sense. in the cemetery though. Like it's just raining right there. Yep. But yeah. like, like I love the shot. Like it's one shot. Like it goes, it follows the smoke up. We see the lightning start, then the rain starts, and then the camera pans down in the cemetery. Mm-hmm. You didn't have to go this hard, Dan. Like, <laughs> yeah. And then they all book it to the the car because uh, they're getting the rained on the 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 ragtop car that they have, you know. And yeah, out of all of them, why is Lenita Quigley the only one that's burning? Other than the she, fact that she, all of her skin's showing, you know. But she's I mean, got the most, yeah, flush exposed. <laughs> <laughs> the most sensitive parts of the skin, I guess. Sure. <laughs> and then there's one point where she has a towel, but then the towel gets like wrapped up in the staircase, so then she's fully naked again. Dude, I like when they're sitting in the car and they're like, "What's that?" And uh, the other kid was it? It's uh, like Chaz or uh, Cud or some shit like that. Scuzz. He oh, rips a hole in the rips a hole in the ragtop right above Lenita Quigley, and it just starts pouring on her. Justice for trash. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> okay, but we need to talk about one of the most iconic zombies in history. What is this oh, zombie yeah. called? Tar Man. Tar Man. Oh. Is oh, this yeah. not a banging looking zombie? This is actually like to me kind of freaked me out a little bit. It's, he's scary looking. It's. it's I don't know. I forget His what it's movement too is freaky. I forget mm-hmm. what it's called, but it's like if you give something like uh like human like qualities or imagery, mm-hmm. it makes it more creepy. And that's how I kind of felt with this with Tar Man here. Yeah. Oh he's, yeah. He is definitely like, he's the slimy. Yeah. He's slimy as fuck. His movements are like the actor whoever played him did a great job. Like he's coming after Tina. And I also like there's little touches that are so smart, like earlier in the movie when Freddie and James I always call him James Karen. What's his name? Um, I need Bert. Uh, Frank. Frank. His, his boss. Frank. They're okay. Going yeah, they're yeah. walking downstairs. He's like, watch that third step. It's a bitch. A lesser movie would just have her fall. Mm-hmm. Like, be like, of course, there's a stare that. Like, I don't know. Just mm-hmm. little little touches like that are clever. But yeah, oh, and they do that, too. Like with with Frank and when uh, Clue Gallagher, uh, Gallagher brings the body over. and He's like, I need you to do me a favor. And he leans over to Freddie. Goes, I could operate that machine by myself, right? You know, and then that plays in later as well. Which is, yeah, I see. What you, like the nod, like the, it sets up, which is great. Like I said, it doesn't have to do that, but it does. It's good storytelling. Did you notice what are those things called? Like when they're, you're doing a vision test, it's like a pyramid with the letters. You know, what I'm talking about. Like if you yeah, the, get your the, eyes the, checked. Like yeah, the uh, fit, read line five. Right. Yeah. There's one in one of the offices, and it says spelled out it's like um bert is a slave driver he's a cheap bastard who's balding or something like that so what? like little, oh little production <laughs> notes like that are so funny like you might not you notice it the first time you watch this movie but like if you've seen this movie like 500 times like me like you catch little things like that but suicide like he gets his brains eaten that that was freaky seeing him just seeing tarman just mm-hmm. whack onto his skull I love yeah. it though. And Tarman will make an appearance in part two, although he didn't look quite as good. And also, yeah. what's interesting is that um, Freddie and Frank come back as the same characters. Oh. Uh, and there's like a funny line though where like, I feel like we've done this before, you know? <laughs> but it's cool because like whenever, like when the, the whole big reveal for Tarman happens, we get that. Um... That Spielberg shot where they're pulling the dolly back and zooming in type of thing, which is really, oh, yes. really, really effective. I forget what it's called, but that's a really effective it's shot. It's like a, you know? a dolly zoom, I think, or something like that. Yeah. Because I, I was, I, I did some uh, looking up. I was like, is Jaws the first movie to did, do that? Like, apparently it was Vertigo, although that was just done in like a POV shot, not like a character thing. But. Yeah. And Freddie and Frank aren't doing too well. No, they're dead. Dude, he's like, yeah, you guys are 70 degrees. Your room temp. (laughs) What the fuck does that mean? You shouldn't be alive. I mean, this kind of freaks me out, though. Like, I'm somebody who hates getting sick or if I have, like, the slightest ailment. Of course, I'm on Google. Like, you shouldn't do, like, what's Mm -hmm. wrong with me. I just think they did a good job of, like, portraying their sickness with, like, even the makeup. Like, when they see their bruises on their backs later, I'm like, oof, this is rough. And then earlier in the film, the mortician, he brings up uh, 
rigor mortis isn't explaining that and mm-hmm. happens to set in for them eventually. Yeah, that's another one, yeah. So then things kind of, you know, hit the fan when our uh, cast of punks run back into the cemetery and then we get that iconic song and they all start rising from the grave. Good times. These are some powerful zombies to dig out of the ground like that. Yeah, they're they're just as strong as regular human beings. <laughs> and uh <laughs> Yeah, I love how they, they pretty much just trip Linnea Quigley and like, all right, fuck you, and they leave her. And this is another one that they set up because they like earlier in the cemetery, she's like, what are you afraid of? Like, what's the worst way you can think of dying? And someone was like, well, I don't even think about that. And Linnea Quigley goes, well, I think about it. And the worst way I think I can go is if if, if 50 really old men just start biting me and – that's what happens to her, dude. Like she essentially gets eaten by these fucking zombies and will rebirth because for some reason she takes the mud bath and you know, with no, comes with out. no bites on her miraculously. None. <laughs> None. Yeah, exactly. Just that's so she the... still looks hot. Let's be honest. Yeah. That's what the mud bath was for, man. And then they split up like, um, Casey and old buddy with the boom box. They go to, the warehouse while everybody else goes to the mortuary. And that's when everyone kind of like sees Freddie and uh, Frank. They're like, Oh, the, the whole time they're looking for Freddie because uh, Tina, right. That's her name. Tina mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. is the whole time. Like he's getting off work. He got a new job. And then they're like, well, what the fuck happened to you? And then this is, I like this part because uh, the paramedics are on their way. Right. And, or no, they've already been there. The paramedics have already been there, and they're, they go out to the van to fucking get the gurney out, mm-hmm. and then they they get got. And as they're getting eaten, the the dispatcher calls for, uh, "Hey, do you guys need backup?" And that one zombie stands up and grabs the radio, and is like, "Send more paramedics." Yeah, <laughs> it's such a great gag that will continue throughout the rest of the movie. Just people keep coming and they keep getting eaten. Mm-hmm. And it's I like so that. I like funny. that a lot. I, I like how the face zombies in this movie are characters in themselves. Like you have that guy, you have the cop who's waving them down. You have old uh, Gertrude, the half lady. Well, that's not her name. I you have the little person zombie running <laughs> yeah, around. Yeah, the, the one. That was yeah, awesome. the one. So they're all. It's great, man. Like they, there was so much thought put into each character, living and not living. And I like the scene too, where you know. Of course, we have like this whole scene where they're boarding all the windows up and stuff. I always like scenes like that, just because, like, you know, in my mind, like, I'm always like, if this actually happened, if we have the zombie apocalypse finally, like, you know, just this is the shit we got to do. <laughs> um, but like, I think Scuzz gets pulled in to like the sea of zombies, and we have I don't know if she has like a name like Tarman, but like the girl zombie, lady zombie, lady zombie. <laughs> yeah. What well, she's got her tits out too. Um, <laughs> Linnea Quigley's mom. <laughs> Maybe so. But like the effects on her, I think are great too. Oh yeah. The puppet, the, the puppet is amazing. And then like, she gives us the lore dump of why they crave brains, which I thought was like pretty genius. I love, I think, it, and it makes sense kind of yeah. right? that the fact that they, they can feel the pain and they feel rotted. Mm-hmm. I feel myself rot. Oh, here's the, here's the rigor mortis. And I love her voice too, the zombie. Oh, yeah. She's kind of hot. Let's be honest. Ten out of ten. Hey, <laughs> Linnea Quigley's mom. I'm telling you. <laughs> which Ernie knows his shit because he knows. Let me capture this thing. Maybe that can get some intel, which I think I thought was also pretty clever. You know, how many people are going to capture a zombie like that? No, they're just going to go straight for the kills. Yeah, I want to study it. Tr- zombified trash. Whenever she opens her mouth really wide, that freaked me out as a kid, big time. And she also looks kind of clownish, too, so to make it even more terrifying. So. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with her mouth, but it just doesn't look right. There's like, some it's, of... like, huge. Yeah. Like, yeah I was going to say jaw, something inappropriate. Oh, <laughs> there we go. Um... <laughs> yeah. But uh, I like the reveal of her, too. Like, when, like, you see old buddy out there just pushing a shopping cart, and he bends over, and, like, how the music drops when it reveals her, and then she comes walking out, you know, all naked, you know, he's fucking stoked. And uh, he, she, he gets a whole mouthful, all right, and that's he doesn't survive it. Justice for this homeless man. Right? They thought tra- it was his lucky night. Does trash come back? 
she does not, unfortunately. Aww. Oh, I also want to say, even though I hate the show, the the half zombie woman with her tits out had a cameo in The Walking Dead. Oh, really? They they had like um, what, like I think she was like laying on the ground. She didn't talk or anything, but it was like an Easter egg. Oh, you know? sure, okay. okay. So that was pretty cool. The best thing this show ever did. Uh, it's probably yeah. like early Walking Dead, like season one shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I remember that. So you're telling me you don't want to do the the Rick Grimes movie when it comes out? Is that a thing? <laughs> there was supposed to Who be. Who asked for it? There's, <laughs> there's supposed to be a Rick Grimes movie. Dustin's like, I love The Walking Dead. Oh, I do not love The Walking Dead <laughs> at all, dude. <laughs> the first season was good. I'll give them that. And then they fired Frank Darabont and things went to shit. I like the comics. The comics were fun. But yeah. you could be you could be over the top and crazy in comics, I feel like. It's harder to portray that in a TV series. I think they lost me with those um the dumpsters. Remember the dumpsters and Glenn or whatever? Oh yeah. Fuck off. What was that like season four? four? Yeah. The cliffhanger. Yeah. But uh we haven't talked about it yet, but I like uh the general, like when he comes home, you know, and you have his, his poor wife. his poor wife. <laughs> He's such he... a dick. What's for dinner? Pork chops, your favorite? He goes, oh, I had those for lunch. Walk <laughs> the fuck away from her, dude. <laughs> I did find him relatable, though. He's like, she's like, how's your day? He's like, awful, like every day. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> that was shit. Yeah. Every day at work, like. Yeah. And he goes and logs into his uh, fucking, they have to know where he's at 24-7, so he checks in every every hour, I guess. Yeah, I'm, I kind of wonder, like, how long have they been looking for, what do they call them, the Easter eggs, the tanks? The Easter eggs. Mm-hmm. How yeah. long has this been going on for? Like, that's this whole guy's life, you know? <laughs> it's yeah. just waiting for a call. <laughs> like, you work so fucking hard, you know? My time has come. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what would you guys do? Would you rather haul up in the attic, or would you try to go for the car? I'll let you go um... first, Dustin. You're the car guy. No, I'll let Dustin go first. <laughs> no, talk about it. <laughs> oh. Yeah, he would, yeah, yeah. Let me go first, and you just follow me. <laughs> yeah, you you book it. You you clear a path for us. Yeah, I think I would go for the car. Yeah, I don't like the idea of locking myself somewhere that you can't get out of. See, I'd yeah. like to. I'd like to think I would go for the car, but I'd probably like the reality think, too. Yeah, I'd yeah, probably, I'd be like, nah, this this somebody seems lift me up there, please. Thank you. Yeah, I'm sure there will oh. be people coming to save us soon. Dude, and when they're like Miguel Nunez Jr. is just sitting there just freaking out and, and uh, fucking uh, Bert walks up and just smacks the shit out of him like twice, dude. And he goes, straighten up. We're going to get the fuck out of here. Then he instantly breaks his foot. Oh, dude, yeah. get, the, get the fuck out of here, man. <laughs> so yeah, you guys but- wouldn't go for the car. You guys would go for the attic. I I would like to I'd like to think I'd go for the car. But realistically, I'd probably go for the attic. same like, yeah, like. I don't know if I would be that brave. Yeah, I don't know if I would have the stones. It depends how many zombies are around. Like, there's I mean, a there's like, like so many, though. It's yeah. pretty intense when they get out there. Yeah, like they just swat everything, these zombies. I mean, I feel like we could distract them, you know? Like there has to be some type of... Uh, like when those, line, those lines of cops come, that's when I would have ran out there. You know, they were distracted. They were busy. I would have went to another car. <laughs> Right, or if Bert has some extra bl- brains lying around, throw the brains like they do in part two, you know. Exactly. Like, there's people in there that are freshly dead. Why not? There's that guy he's working on. Have Tina distract him. Get out there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tina, transform her. Transform her to the pink Power Ranger and save him. <laughs> Did you see that thing she has in her hair? It looks like a pink phone cord. Like those those spirally ones. Was that, was that an 80s thing? I guess so. <laughs> it's called Fashion Matt. <laughs> Yeah, Matt. <laughs> I don't have hair. I can't talk. <laughs> but they, of course, they crash the car. Then it's pretty funny when they get inside, um, and they're like, "It's okay. We got whoever else's other car." And then it, we hear the explosion. They're like, "Oh, never mind." <laughs> yeah, and then they were like, uh, "Clue Gallagher's like, all right, we're gonna use the phone in the office." He goes, "Well, you don't want to go in the office because those windows are broken." All right, well, we're going to go in the basement. You don't want to go in the basement because there's that fucking monster down there, too. He's like, where can I fucking go? <laughs> and then he goes over there and he grabs his Jose Canseco bat and, you know, knocks his fucking block off, dude. <laughs> and he get, they get down there and the phone is conveniently behind these, fu- these barrels. Like, <laughs> why? Why do you have a phone there to begin with? Perfect placement. 
<laughs> Tina's a ride or die, though. Like she was staying with Terry up until the end. She's a sweetheart for that. Oh yeah, like yeah. She she's like yeah. I'll be locked in with this potential zombie in this chapel. More power to you, Tina. I probably would have pieced out maybe an hour girlfriend ago. ever. <laughs> we stand the Pink Ranger. <laughs> yeah. This movie gets pretty like morbid. Not the aha, uh-huh, I get it. But well, like really towards the end here, you know, you have uh Frank taking off his wedding ring and jumping into the incinerator because he doesn't want to turn into like one of those things. Zombies. Mm-hmm. This movie has it's dark dark moments. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He operates the thing all by himself, like you said he could. <laughs> then in the attic it's Ernie and Tina, and it looks like at one point Ernie's like got his gun to Tina almost, like to put her out of her misery. Yeah, that's dark. Yeah. Out of yeah, nowhere, like, this movie gets super dark. This is like, yeah, like the ending to the mist. Like, yeah, you see like his thought process. Like he, you hear Freddie down there just talking uh, because at this point he can't see right because uh, Frank threw the acid, the acid right? in his eyes. Mm-hmm. You know, so he just smells them and he's talking to him. And you see Frank up there, like you see him contemplating what to do. And then he looks down at her, looks at his gun, and you start seeing the. I see where he's coming from though, because. Like, I wouldn't want to turn into a zombie and be in that pain. Yeah. You know, that would be, like, the worst thing. Yeah. He should have shot her. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, and then uh, old Clue Gallagher calls the number on the the 1-800 number on the side of the barrel. As they should have done in the beginning, probably. (laughs) He asked him why he didn't do that. He goes, why didn't you call us when this first started? (laughs) He's like, oh, all right, makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) bolts right up his time is fucking now you know and he takes his notes and calls who he's got to call man and sets up that uh that tank to launch uh what presumably destroys that whole city oh and also so i don't forget it was announced maybe a couple months ago that they're remaking this movie i don't want to what okay i'm never anti-remake but i i don't know i just feel like this movie was like such lightning in a bottle. Like it's going to be hard to recreate mm-hmm. like the tone and everything. So like, I'm not going to completely dismiss it, but my guards up. <laughs> I'm excited to see our group of friends. Yeah. It's going to be Finn, Finn Wolfhard. It's going to be oh, Jesus. Aaron Taylor Johnson. It's gonna... well, that's fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. You got Millie Bobby Brown. Oh, it's gonna just gonna be Stranger Things. Millie you know? Bobby I mean, Brown is <laughs> trash. <laughs> yeah, dude. But yeah, so they end up nuking the town that these people are in, man. And I love it because you hear Clue Gallagher go, "Wait, listen," and you just hear <laughs> like the. Fucking... Well, they're all excited. They're like, "Oh, they have a contingency plan." Um, saved. <laughs> Hurrah! And then you just hear like the bomb dropping, dude. And I love that miniature that they blow up at the end. The uh, it looks the city. good, really good. When we see like the guy who's doing it, he's like typing in all the numbers. Like I'm just like so casual. Like you're about to like kill apparently four thousand people. Um, yeah, in Louisville, Kentucky. I love this ending. It's just so dark because we, <laughs> you know, because you know, obviously. They're like, oh, the rain's going to wash everything away, and we know what that leads to. It leads to a party. It leads to party time. (laughs) Did you you notice when he was calling in the code, though, the one guy goes, hot dog. Rhubarb, hot dog, rhubarb. That's not anything. (laughs) There's no way it's hot dog. This is 85, Matt. You don't know. They they, they updated it recently. (laughs) Now it's like Big Mac. French fry. (laughs) Whopper. (laughs) Whopper, no cheese. What are are the, the, my, I have people at work, they call hot dogs shaboinga boings. Is that what you're going to call that? Yeah. It's, it's, it's a treat to hear out loud. That's what they call it now in 2023. If they have to blow up Kentucky on on the, on the, on the TikToks, when they send a little hot dog gift, they call it a glizzy. Couldn't tell you why. Glizzy. Oh, I don't know. I I don't get it. I don't understand younger generation. Nope. It's lost on me. We're getting I'm getting too old for this shit. So just so you guys know, there is a drinking game for this movie. We like games. We like drinking. Yeah, we like both those things (laughs) at the same time. (laughs) Whoa. Let me. uh, It says drink every time the word brains is said. 
Oh, that'll. Yeah, we're going to end up in the hospital. Every yeah. time Trash has her tits out. Drink, <laughs> drink every time Frank drops a wise ass from Mark or lets out a whimpering scream. <laughs> oh, his screams were great. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, drink every time the needle drops to. Uh, drop so damn hard. <laughs> drink time, drink twice for each prominent uh, character death. So like, whenever like suicide would die, you take two drinks. Oh boy, shit like that, dude. Like that's that. They're looking to fuck you up, man. Yeah, every time suicide has a meltdown about anything, <laughs> like that one part where like the girl in the blue, she's like, she just says something to him, and he's like, "Fuck off, ball buster!" Like, jeez, relax, man. <laughs> Yeah, apparently, like, on set, though, like, she was a really, like, a, a Debbie Downer, apparently. Like, um, the kid that, what's the kid's name? Is it Scuzz? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Apparently, that dude, like, yelled at her on set, and they'd still talk about that shit, like, today. Uh, because she just sucked, apparently, back then, you know? And it translates into her character very well. She's such a bitch. Like, they're, like, um, they're, like, having kind of a heart-to-heart, and then she tells him, you know... I never really liked you. Yeah, I'm yeah like, right? Jeez. Yeah. She improvised that. She, she was just being, she's doing method acting. That's what it was. Yeah, she was in character the whole time. Christian Bale style. But I guess the t- girl who played Tina was a total sweetheart. Because I know, I was, I was watching um, one of the documentaries on YouTube last night. And like uh, Linnea was saying, like how like she like the girl who played Tina. I think it's Beverly Randolph, maybe. Um, like she was really going through it, like you know, falling into the mud and like you know the emotion and everything. But she like never complained. Unlike the girl in the blue. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But that is Return of the Living Dead, nineteen eighty five. So Matt Banger, it, it goes hard. I was worried. I thought I wasn't sure where you would fall on this one. I, I didn't know what to expect because like I obviously had heard of like the Night of the Living Dead. I didn't know I figured that was a more serious zombie movie. I don't know it if is. that's true. Yeah. yeah. So I figured that this was gonna be like a very similar thing to that. And obviously it wasn't. So I was like, okay, we're going more like from Dust Till Dawn style. Alright, I can get on board with this. Tids and all. <laughs> but yeah, like like I said, like this was has always been one of my favorites. It's my favorite zombie movie. I think it's a blast I think like everything's just working. I think it's well paced, well directed. The soundtrack goes off. The characters are likable and fun. The effects are great. You know, I don't think we shouted out the practical effects as much as we should have. No, like, a lot of the like when the ambulance or the paramedics are being eaten, like their brains are being eaten. You and you, you see, see like them a oozing out at one point. Yeah, good times. Love this one. Oh yeah, it's a good one. So we'll have to have you back, Dustin, if the uh, remake comes out. Uh, so you know we can what? drag it. Yeah. I, I, you know what? I'll be here for that for sure. <laughs> so is is the remake greenlit? Has it started shooting? What, what, where is it? They announced right it, I think, before the strike, which just ended. Thank okay. God. Yep. Um, give us that Scream 7 news. Um, <laughs> um, Scream yeah. 7 in space. <laughs> <laughs> Ghost face with the metallic mask here for it. Yeah. <laughs> um, the director, like, I don't think he really did much, has done much, which is not to say, like, you can't be a great director, but, like, I would feel more confident if it was, like, somebody, like, ooh, they're a great horror director or something. Right. Um, but, you know, maybe it'll be okay. We'll see. And if not, we always have this iconic movie. If anything, it'll probably give, like, the audience a chance to go back to this movie. You'd be like, oh, right. I never saw the original. Let me check yeah, that out. Like at the end of the day, a shitty remake never hurts the original mm-hmm. at all. So it's fine. Um, <laughs> it just makes it look even better. Exactly. But yeah, thank you so much, Dustin, for coming on. This has been a blast. Oh, no. Thank you guys for asking me. Um, I'll always oh. talk about this movie. Oh, and like their podcast, the Flicks and Friends podcast, is a banger. Like your your guys's chemistry is great. Like they t- cover a wide variety of different movies. Like I just listened to the one on the Crow, um, iconic oh, movie. Oh boy, yeah, I'll uh, yeah, <laughs> you you heard my feelings on that shit. <laughs> so like, where can they find you? Plug your shit. You're on. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we're on uh, all social medias: uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. 
all under the Flicks and Friends podcast. We have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Flicks and Friends. Um, anywhere you get your podcast, Spotify, Google, uh, no more Stitcher because that's not a thing anymore. Well, um, yeah. Buy Stitcher. Uh, yeah. Over, uh, was it Overwatch or, uh, yeah, something like that. Not, not the gaming league, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, any, <laughs> I'm on everything, we're on everything but Pandora and YouTube. So, uh, but we are a variety movie podcast. We do, we theme our months and we just got out of eighties horror. And now we're doing not Marvel and DC comic book month. So it's going to be pretty fucking sweet. The best kind of comic book movies. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> shade. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But definitely check them out. They're awesome. Thanks again for coming on. Follow us on social media at horror stands on Instagram and Twitter. We're also on TikTok at horror stands podcast. If you can take some time to give us a review, a five-star rating, it really helps us out or, you know, you just want to, you know, send us a message. Tell us what you think. We appreciate you guys so much. Yes. Again, thank you, Dustin, for coming on. It's been a blast. Guys, like, subscribe to the Horror Sands podcast. And for our movie next week, we have 2007's I Know Who Killed Me. Uh, we sure do. <laughs> I, saw, I, already, I already saw some of the ratings for it, like, briefly. Was it like a 9% it's, or something? might be. Okay. I'm, I'm not going to say anything about my opinion, but... I'm ready for it. It's got Lindsay, my girl Lindsay. I'm ready for it. That Mean Girls Walmart commercial has me hooked wanting to shop at Walmart. Well, there's a new Mean Girls movie coming out, too. The musical. Did you watch the trailer? It looks shit. They're, no. they're completely hiding the fact that it's a musical. It just looks like a remake, a shitty remake. Well, they put a little music note in the title. That's their giveaway. That's their giveaway. It's crazy. Promote it as a musical because people are dragging it because it just looks like a straight up remake. Like it's it's nuts. But, but there already is a musical of it. Yeah, that's what get. it's based on. The movie's based on. So okay, so there's a musical of Being Girls, and then this is the now, movie version of it. Oh, the Walmart commercial looks was better yeah i, I enjoyed the walmart commercial that's pretty good <laughs> we stand walmart now fuck target um yeah <laughs> but yes we'll be talking about Lindsay lohan in her 2007 i know who killed cinematic me masterpiece I, i'm ready for it thank you guys so much for listening and we'll see you for the next one Bye.